podcast is for investment professionals only. The value of investments will fluctuate, which will cause prices to fall as well as rise, and investors may not get back the original amount they invested. Past performance is not a guide to future performance. The information and views expressed should not be taken as a recommendation, advice, or forecast. A quick Google search tells me that UK real estate lending has been around for at least nine centuries. You would think that after nine centuries, all financing needs are well taken care of. Well, you would be wrong. As we will hear, there are corners of the market that are still underserved and offer attractive opportunities for investors with the right setup. Even better, these are ESG-friendly opportunities. My name is Riccardo Cumerlato. I am the client director of the restructuring and debt solution team at MNG. In this podcast, I want to bring you inside the investment team and give you a front row view of the investment process, a sense of the highs and lows of the life of an investment and all of the hard work that goes into it. Today, I will sit down with Natalie Mills and Mike Walker. Natalie and Mike are senior investment analysts for our distressed and special situation strategies. I will ask them a few questions about an investment they are leading, a UK real estate lending platform called Atelier Capital Partners. Let's see what they have to say. Hello, Natalie and Mike, and thanks for joining me today. Let's start with the basics. What is Atelier? Thanks, Ricardo. And uh, yeah, it's good to speak with you. So uh, Atelier is a specialist asset manager that provides underserved real estate professionals with bespoke financing underpinned by a reliable source of finance. Atelier's offering includes loans for ground up development, uh, permitted development, lending on land with planning permission and bridging and is able to provide financing of up to £50 million with rolled and serviced interest options. And through providing these types of finance, Atelier's focus is on helping small and medium-sized enterprises to make a difference through urban regeneration, uh, upcycling and brownfield development. However, uh, Atelier doesn't do set products. Uh, Instead, it differentiates itself by tailoring loans to the unique requirements and circumstances of the product and the product stakeholders, uh, which is, in fact, how Atelier got its name. Uh, and this approach also means Atelier is able to get involved in more complicated and challenging projects in this space. I love your mentioning of uh, tailoring there. It reminds me of a uh, life before mm-hmm. uh, T-shirts and shorts. But let's go back to uh, our Atelier. I'm always fascinated by how you find and develop these investment ideas. How did you find this one and what did you have to do to make it investable? Yeah, so this investment idea came to fruition during some exploratory research we were carrying out in the short-term lending sector. Uh, And and through this work, we identified a gap in the market for an institutionally funded at-scale lender uh, and identified a founding team who had the required expertise, uh, relationships and experience to make the, the business idea a reality. To to test the thesis, though, uh, we first conducted a pilot phase to ensure that the opportunities we had identified were investable on on a wider scale. And this pilot was a success uh, and helped us to understand and to mitigate the the various challenges that we would be faced with when contemplating a, a more material investment. 
And one of the benefits of carrying out the pilot phase was that we were able to work with the management team to ensure that a scalable approach to you know, good governance, financial rigor and reporting and ESG concepts were all part of the fabric and culture of the company from, from day one. And this has now truly become part of um, the Atelier day-to-day -day operations and brand. And Atelier's various stakeholders not only understand, but, but really recognise the value of these aspects of Atelier's DNA. Thanks, Natalie. Um, so if I understand it correctly, um, the underlying driver here of the investment is the fact that this particular segment of the real estate market is underserved by banks. I find that quite intriguing. Uh, Mike, so far you've been the silent one, so one for you. Can you help me understand why this is the case? Sure. Thanks, Ricardo. And that's a really great question. A bit of history is probably helpful here, although don't worry, I'm not going to go back nine centuries. It was certainly the case that before the financial crisis, this type of lending was predominantly provided by banks and developers were reliant on banks to fund their projects. But post the financial crisis, banks' lending appetites changed and the regulation introduced meant that bank funding for this type of lending has reduced. And what's happened since then is that the market has mainly been funded by alternative lenders. And what you see is there are lots of smaller funds, private equity and high net worth individuals who provide capital to the market. And so it's probably not right to say the market is underserved anymore, but lots of the funding is for vanilla assets and relatively straightforward developments. There's certainly less appetite from funders to provide more complex lending and lending on development sites where there might be some element of environmental remediation or other complexity that make it difficult to underwrite. And this is where Atelier's productless approach, which Natalie touched on before, really comes into its own, as they have the ability to structure the loans to suit the project rather than having to pigeonhole developments into certain products. And the only reason why that's possible is because we've invested in in-house specialists rather than outsourcing some of these competencies. So in-house legal teams, surveyors, portfolio managers, risk experts and finance all work together and mean that Atelier has the ability to underwrite and service these more complex loans. We think ultimately this drives better portfolio performance and better protects capital at risk. An interesting consequence of it being a non-bank, non-institutional market is that very few lenders have experience with ESG investing. And so MG is using its experience in this area to support Atelier as it continues to develop its approach to sustainable development lending. Okay, um, you mentioned the ESG at, at the end there. So it might be a good time uh, to look behind the label, the ESG label. Specifically, which step is Atelier taking to focus on ESG? Also, can you give me, give me some examples of loans made by Atelier that have strong ESG credentials? Who wants to take this one? <laughs> I'll take this one, Ricardo. Thanks. Um, so there are some astounding statistics out there when it comes to the current state of carbon emissions. Now, according to Savills, uh, the built environment contributes 40% of the UK carbon footprint. And, and carbon emissions are present at all stages of a property's life, which means that in order to really make a difference, you need to reduce emissions from construction through to operation and then finally to the end of a building's lifespan. And as I mentioned earlier, Atelier has really taken this message on board. And as a result, it steered its lending to focus on projects that include urban regeneration, upcycling uh, and brownfield development. 
And currently, almost 90% of Atelier's development loans are, are for these types of projects. Atelier's internal lending processes uh, also factor in relevant well-being considerations, uh, including matters like excessive density, poor natural daylight, uh, suitability for location and, and similar, even where planning and building regulations have already been adhered to. So by way of example of the types of projects Atelier is involved in, uh, Atelier recently provided a development finance facility for a project to demolish and decontaminate a derelict petrol service station, which had been unused for over a decade. This plot has now been revitalised through the construction of an attractive terrace of six modern four bedroom houses with gardens and allocated parking spaces, uh, which all qualify for the help to buy scheme. You know, on another project, Atelier's financing is enabling the construction of eight sustainable family homes in a London uh, brownfield site. The properties have been intelligently designed with excellent green credentials, which meet the REBA 2030 standard and use the latest energy efficient materials and, and features. And this means that the finished homes will be at least 40% more energy efficient than the, than the current building regulations require. Uh, there's actually one more example I'd like to share with you, if that's OK, uh, as it's a really great way of demonstrating how a company like Atelier can facilitate really impressive upcycling work in the real estate market. So in this 12 million lend, Atelier provided a senior development facility to a seasoned property developer in the home counties. Uh, the developer had purchased a large, uh, complicated site, which included a mid-century office building, a period residential building and a car park and gardens. Atelier's loan helped to transform this site into 49 new homes while preserving the original features and local heritage. And the recycling of the existing structures and putting them back into use greatly helps to reduce embodied carbon. Now, often complicated mixed use sites like this can be too challenging for lenders, but Atelier's bespoke approach and the deep bench of expertise that they have meant that it was able to find a solution for this project. I should also add that Atelier is equally focused on ESG from an operational perspective and has a target to achieve net zero carbon emissions from operations by 2025 and from lending activity by 2030, uh, amongst other measures, and has hired a dedicated ESG manager to help it achieve these goals. Thanks, Natalie. Uh, very impressive examples. Nearly as good as my recycling skill, if I may say so. But uh, joking aside, this, this takes us to an obvious full-on question, though. Do you have to sacrifice investment returns in order to support this focus on ESG? Mike, another one for you. Yeah, thanks, Ricardo. And, and that's another good question. As you know, MG is committed to providing financial returns whilst also having regard for the needs of society. And we believe that by integrating ESG concepts throughout the investment life cycle, we ultimately drive better outcomes for our clients and also better outcomes for society. In the short term, a loan that Atelier makes to a project that has strong ESG credentials typically earns the same return as the wider market. And in addition, by focusing on the G in ESG, so that, that's governance, Atelier is creating a robust process for independently monitoring the performance of the business, which should help to provide better downside protection. 
in the longer term by being an early mover in ESG and sustainable development loans, Atelier and Energy are creating a competitive advantage over other lenders and hopefully a higher valuation for the business. Thanks, Mike. So we are talking about attractive investment story with a great ESG angle. Uh, it's not a bad one. This was extremely interesting, uh, Natalie and Mike. Thanks for your time today. Take care. This podcast is for investment professionals only. For further information, please view the notes which accompany this episode.